Come on, God. Father, we just love you today. We thank you. We give you all the honor. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Are the Millsaps on? Got a dream about y'all this morning. Are the Millsaps on? Out of North yes. Carolina. Yes, How y'all sir. doing? Y'all doing y'all doing good? We good. Boy, them dreams them dreams make me worry. <laughs> <laughs> no whole dreams hey. about us. <laughs> <laughs> no, we I'll I'll call y'all afterwards, man, but it's it's all good. Uh is is Eddie on? Not yet. Okay. Okay. Did you get my text about his birthday? Is his birthday coming up or did it pass? No, it's in March. It's in March. Okay. Okay. All right, then. Well, we'll we'll call you all a little later on. Let's go back to Genesis. Genesis, 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 Genesis. Genesis chapter 3. Now, we were talking about um, the eight stages of disloyalty talking about the eight stages of disloyalty. And uh told y'all I got this from a friend of mine, Pastor Gentry. Uh, he talked to a group of pastors. It really, it really related to pastors and their people, uh, pastors and the people we shepherd, actually. I'll say it like that because uh, they're God's people. But um, but we, 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 we dealt with it, and uh, God just kind of, really challenged me, I believe, to deal with it from the standpoint of husband and wife, spouses, um, being loyal to to each other. And we're not talking about necessarily infidelity, although infidelity goes along with it. Um, being disloyal, you know, you can't be, you can't cheat on your spouse without being disloyal, Okay. Um, but you can be disloyal and not necessarily cheat on your spouse. So um, we talked about that um, last week, and we talked about what the definition of lawyer was, uh, what the definition of lawyer was. And so we want to redefine that again. Uh, Loyal is faithful to one's, Sovereign government or state, faithful to one's oath, commitments, or obligations, faithful to any leader, party, or cause, or to any person or thing conceived as deserving fidelity. Faithful to any person conceived as deserving fidelity. And if there's anyone that deserves your loyalty, it's your wife, it's your husband. It's your husband, it's your wife. And some of us are just so quick to turn on a husband, to turn on your wife, you know, I mean, just any little thing. And here you go, talking to other people, telling other people all y'all's business, telling other people what she do, what he don't do. I mean, just, you know, hand on the trigger all the time. And that's not right, okay? Fourth definition, characterized by or showing faithfulness to commitments, vows, you said something when you got married. Does that mean anything? People go to renew vows 
Why you got to renew them? And I'm not against renewing them. I mean, we might do that at some point just for the ceremony. But, man, why we got to renew vows? The the vows we made the first time are good. We got to renew them. No, you need to stick to what you said the first time, (laughs) which is to have and to hold in sickness and in health for rich or for poor to death do us part. There is no stronger binding commitment on earth than two married people. There's none. You don't say that to your children. You don't say that to a boss. You don't say that to a mother or father. You only say that to a spouse. Yeah, this is the biggest breakup in relationship and break of covenant that we see in the earth is marriage. And this is the strongest binding commitment. I mean, you say all of these vows, all of these, you make all of these commitments in front of all of these people. You have spent all kind of money. You got all kind of documentation, the marriage license, the pictures, the video. (laughs) Of what you said, the date you said it, and when you said it, and you still quick to go back on it. Disloyalty. Disloyalty, people. And I'm telling you, we're living in a time when people are just, I mean, for any reason, got no fault divorce. No, it's somebody's fault. No fault. No, it's it's somebody's fault. <laughs> no fault divorce. Really. And, um, and so, you know, I think this is an area I really haven't heard taught on a lot. Really have not heard taught on. People don't talk about loyalty, really. Uh, you don't really hear this talked about on talk shows. It's not talked about on reality TV. Nobody talks about it in school. We don't teach our kids this. We don't, I mean, so where do we learn it from if nobody's going to ever talk about it? So we're going to talk about it today. Second Timothy 3, you should know this, Timothy said that in the last days there will be very difficult times for people will be lovers of their own selves only. People will only love themselves. But the Bible says the two become one, so loving this spouse is loving yourself. No, 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 only, only them themselves. <laughs> and they love their money. They will be boastful, proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, they would consider nothing sacred, nothing sacred. Man, your your marriage vows weren't sacred? When last time you thought about what you said on your marriage vows? Most people never recall them. No, most people never even think about them. You made a commitment when you when you took your job, when you started working your job. You told them what you would do and wouldn't do. You should look over your job description every once in a while over what you promised them people you would do. So make sure you're still doing it. Same thing with your marriage vows. When are you going to dust them off, take them out, and really look at them? It says nothing will be sacred to people. That's where we're at now. Marriage is not sacred. They will be unloving, unforgiving. They will slander others. Why do we slander our spouse? Because we're not loyal. Why do we not forgive them? Because we're not loyal. 
They will have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray friends. They will be reckless, puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious but will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Boy, that's a mouthful. So we're living in a time where people are not loyal. People aren't loyal to their spouse. Let's go over to Genesis chapter 3. And we started talking about um, how this all starts and how it all started. The first man and woman. The, 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 the biggest problem with Eve was she was not loyal to her husband. Now, we cannot say that Adam was not loyal to his wife because when she handed, she, he saw that she was in sin, he got in sin with her. Now, that's, that's inordinate, inordinate loyalty, but he still he got in with her. He wasn't loyal to God, to what God had told him. But Eve was disloyal to her husband and God. Listen to this. Three, three, one. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the animals that the Lord God had made. He was subtle. And one day he asked, did God really, he asked the woman, did God really say that you must not eat the fruit of any tree in the garden? Of course we may eat the tree. So he, she starts talking to him, independent of her husband. So we talked about the first stage of disloyalty is the independent spirit. I operate free from my spouse. Stage one, independence. I'm running off doing stuff, have not even consulted with my with my spouse. And, and let me tell you something, husband, do not get me twisted when we talk about the order and leadership in the home. I am not telling you you run off and do things without consulting your wife. Your wife is not a doormat. She's not a dum-dum. She got a brain. You marry her. So you need to consult with your wife before you go off and do stuff. That's not right. And I'm tired of men taking what I say out of context. I don't teach that. Oh, he said I got to be mad. So, but hold, whoa, whoa, slow, slow down. <laughs> Being a leader is knowing the gifts and the talents and the strengths of others around you. Your wife got talents and strengths. She got insight. You don't go buy a car without your wife. You don't go buy a house without your wife. Now, you may go find something, and then, baby, I want you to come see this, something like that. But you don't start doing no deal with your wife. You didn't even talk to your wife. And this is not being handpicked. Man, you guys are partners in life. So you're a partner in a business with somebody else, and here you go making executive decisions without the other half of your executive board. You ain't even running the body. Now we're gonna get uh, uh, we're gonna get Apple iPhones, and, and so we're gonna get all this stuff over here. And you ain't even talk to your other partner. Your wife is your partner in life. So men, man, please don't get me twisted. Don't go beyond what I teach either. 
All right? Independent spirit. If you want to be independent, you should have stayed single. Hello, somebody. If you wanted to be independent, you should have stayed single. Independent, the word means that I don't depend on nobody for nothing. You don't depend on nobody for nothing, and you married? Oh, it's a whole lot I depend on my wife for. And I needed to come through. Lord have mercy. I'm sorry, babe. Whole lot I depend on her for. <laughs> whole lot of stuff only she can do. So we're not independent of each other. There's a whole lot of stuff she depends on me to do. That she can't do. All right? So the first stage of this loyalty is independence, the independent spirit. I'm doing stuff I ain't telling nobody. Wives, independent, doing stuff, usurping authority over the husband, making decisions that ain't even theirs to make. But, baby, I think we should go to this church over here. Why don't you ask your husband what church you should go to? I mean, if he's spiritual going to church, maybe he got some insight, you know? We don't we don't operate independent. You know, Mary was single. She was independent of Joseph. When she got married, God stopped talking to her directly about what to do with the family and started talking directly to Joseph. She wasn't doing nothing independent of Joseph. Well, I'm the one carrying the Christ child, Joseph, so I'm the one got to protect him. So, so you, you can go over here to Egypt, but, but I'm going to go over here. I think we'll be safe over here. No, she listened to her husband. God told her husband where they would go and be safe when they were seeking to kill Jesus. So the independent spirit, that's the first stage of this Lord. We talked about that. When a person belonging in a family, a company, ministry, a group, and this applies all across the board, or team develop an independent spirit, the rules of the group no longer govern them. Oh, that's for them. You got to watch that even when you have children and stuff and your husband or your wife has planned family stuff, you know, we're going to all come and sit down and eat at the table. You're the only one. No, I, I eat in here. Most of the time it's the daddy. I eat in here so I can watch the game. Where everybody else is eating at the table. We spend all that money on the table so we can all eat at the table. And now but you got to eat somewhere else. That's the independent spirit. The rules of the group no longer govern them. Everybody else has to do this, but I do that. That's not right. They remain apart, you know, they stay married, but does not want to do in spite of contrary opinions. Your your wife is saying, hey, babe, why don't you come in here and sit down and eat with, with the family, at least, you know, once or twice a week. You know, the kids want to talk to you, babe. Yeah, Dad, we want to talk to you. Come in, sit here and eat with us. Mm-mm. No, because the rules of the group. Don't govern you because you're independent. You don't have to do it. 
Number two, the next stage of uh, disloyalty in a marriage is the spirit of offense. We talked about this. We talked about this over and over and over in our messages. The spirit of offense, beware of it. To be offended comes from the Greek word scandalozo, to stumble, to cause to stumble, to be led into sin or to fall. The spirit of offense can cause them to become bitter and to begin to hate one another. I'm offended. So now, you know, um, some of us have been married long enough where that other spouse, they move from the independent spirit to not everything you do is wrong. They touch you about everything. You're offending them over here. Well, why did you say that? It wasn't what you said. Why you say? Why you had to say that like that? You shouldn't have said it like that. I don't appreciate that. You're hurting my feelings. You're hurting their feelings every five minutes. They become offended. They've got a problem with everything you're saying, everything you're doing, you know, um, it's just they're offended all the time. So then you end up with a combative spouse. You know, we talked about this with men having to come home all the time to the woman. Baby, what's wrong? What's wrong now? What's wrong? You do not have a constant state of joy or happiness. You have no joy level, no happiness level. There's always something wrong. They always did something wrong. And really, you you got into the place where you don't like the person. You see, when you don't like a person, nothing they do is right. Nothing they doing is right when you don't like them. Everything they do is wrong. So you got into this place where you don't like a person, so now everything is offended. When you're in love with a person... They can't hardly do no wrong. They doing wrong all the time you looking over it. Kind of like when you was dating your spouse and stuff. You know, young lady, you was dating, you was dating your husband, and he accidentally burped at the table, and he was like, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> now he burped. You're just a nasty pig. You know, I'm just tired. That's just so disrespectful. Spirit of offense is the second stage of his loyalty. Offense can make you betray your spouse. If you don't handle offenses right, it can lead to infidelity. It can lead to adultery. It can lead to all kind of stuff. It can lead to just open betrayal. At so at so many levels. One of the things that happened to Judas is he got offended. This woman came in. He was already operating in the independent spirit because he'd already went to the um, Pharisees and all them to talk about how you know how they how he could identify Jesus and they could take him. 
But then this woman comes in and breaks the oil alabaster box. It was a very, very, very expensive perfume and uh, white, you know, Jesus free with and all that. The Bible said he got he got indignant. I mean, he was he was mad. He got offended. He said this was such a waste. Come up, she spent that money on Jesus. <laughs> That could have been sold and given to the poor. The Bible commentary. The Bible says after said Jews was concerned because he was the treasure and he was a thief and he was taking money out the. So he really wasn't concerned about the poor. He was concerned about himself. She should have gave. She should have gave it to the treasury, gave it to him, and then he could have had some more money to start. Still, that's what he was mad about. But it was at that point that I believe he was open to Satan entering him. And after that, Satan did enter him, and he betrayed Jesus. He was offended. Watch that spirit of offense. This is such an area that the demonic can come in and take your mind and make you think all kind of stuff about your spouse. And and when you look at him, you just feel sick. I can't stand to look at can't stand to see her coming. I can't stand to see him anymore. When you've gotten to that phase right there, man, man, you're in trouble. Spirit of offense. Stage three. After being offended, the person becoming disloyal becomes passive. When a person is in the passive stage of disloyalty, he or she doesn't involve himself in much anymore. They sit and watch unconcerned and uninvolved. So now you're at home, but you really ain't at home. Your wife come in, want to talk to you. You just sitting there with a blank stare. Yeah, yeah, baby. Whatever, whatever. Okay, yeah. Have it your way. Whatever. No, baby, I really want you to play. No, no, you don't. Yeah. Matters, you know. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Whatever. I'm just tired. Come passive. Women passive aggressive. No. I really don't want to have sex. No. You start withholding. Getting back. You're passive. You're not involved. No. That's okay. You go on. I'll stay home. You got to watch that. That's that third stage of disloyalty. You sit in churches all the time. <laughs> you sit in churches all the time. Pastor Gentry brought this up when he's teaching. It's so funny. Pastor see it. Now, this person was on fire for the Lord, whatever, whatever. They sitting on the front row. Then you had to correct them or something, whatever. Next thing you know, they sitting in the middle. Then after a few weeks, then now they sitting in the back. What, what happened? You were sitting on the front. When I was letting you do everything you wanted to do, but now I correct you. Now you now you've gone to the third row, the the middle, uh, the tenth row. Now you're sitting on the back. <laughs> That's that passive spirit. Just passive. Just now I was told they used to be givers. Now they don't give anymore. Now 
They used to make some suggestions and be all energetic about what the church is doing. Well, you know, they don't really want me to do anything anymore. Same thing in the marriage. It's the same thing. It starts with holding. All right? That's the, uh, that's the passive person. Okay? And so they just they just sit back and it just take it just takes time. It just takes time. The past person must have enough time to just simmer and despise the leaders of the group. They just sit back and they're doing this past the time they despise each other more and more. That wife just begins to despise her husband. Can't stand to see him coming. That man begins to despise. I don't never want to go home. I don't know. Yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go watch the game at, at, at the at the wing at wing stop or something. Man. I don't know. Oh, she sleep when I get there. Ooh, that's a dangerous stage. Some of us have been at that stage. The next stage of disloyalty. Um, that person doesn't stay passive for long. They can't stay in that state. That then they become critical. Now everything is wrong. Everything is wrong. And not only, I mean, they they done got personal. They start talking about your mama and stuff. I mean, they just going off. It's, they just criticizing everything. You don't do this. And you don't do that. You can't do this. And you you ain't that kind of person. And you just net. I'm just tired of this. And you can't, you know, critical. Here's my here's my question. This week, which is probably just passed, you know, Sunday through Friday, Saturday night. How how much of what you said was critical to them? How much of what you said was uplifting? And I got I got to think about that myself. How much of what you said was critical? How much of what you said was uplifting? You constantly criticizing your spouse. Constantly. You don't constantly criticize yourself. I thought the two were becoming one. You lift yourself up. Constantly critical. Because now you're separate from them. Don't never have nothing good to say about nothing. But they do. Baby, how's the dinner? Uh, you could have cooked the roast a little, little longer, you know. It was all right. And then when they give you comment, it's really, it's just, you know, I mean, it was all right, though, you know. Toast was a little, little burnt, you know. Rice was sticking together a little bit, you know. Now, she cooking way better than she was when y'all first got married, when y'all was dating. But she was cooking worse back then. You, ooh, it was good, baby. That, that, that was good. But now you got the critical spirit. Critical spirit. Start noticing and verbalizing the faults of your spouse. Stuff you don't like. And now you focus on it. 
and you become so focused on it, you become obsessed with it, and now now you just hate this person because of his attribute, and this person had the same attribute when you met him, when you married him, and at one time it was cute, now you can't stand it. You know? She was snorting when you laugh when she laughed when you met her. <laughs> now now, you know, it was cute back then. Now I can't and, and all that snorting you do when you laughing, man, it's just well, you need to you know, you need to find a new laugh. <laughs> Stuff like that. People say that in the arguments. Well, we can be ugly to our spouses, can we? Critical state. Fifth stage of disloyalty is the political stage. That's where I want to get we 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 didn't we didn't get this far. You see this on the job. You see this in the church. You see this in the marriage. The political stage is when. The person that's disloyal tries to gain the support of others in, in their ideas and philosophies. You, you try to gain other people's approval about your criticism or your spouse. You have to because you're setting up your move. See, by this stage, you've already you've already seen the exit plan. You've already thought about it. You've already I can't stand it no more, man. So if this still don't work out, where I'm gonna go? I'm I go stay with my mom. I go I go stay with my brother and his wife. I go, you know, you already started thinking. So now you got to rally people around your misbehavior in the marriage, and now you become political because now you start spreading your spouse's business to other people. And you can never tell the real truth about what's really going on. You only tell your side of the issue. The side that makes you look good. You see, even politicians in the government can't tell the truth because the truth dismantles who they really are portraying themselves to be. It dismantles their agenda. The political spirit wants to gather a crowd and make people believe that he or she has identified the real enemy that must be addressed. So, you know, <laughs> you see the same thing in the church. The person that starts sitting on the back row now, they got past it, then they become critical. Then they start telling everybody else. You know, when I was working the sound, you know, it did feedback like, like that. When I was working the sound, when I was over the usher board, the ushers was intact. You know, now they just sitting people everywhere. Now, they start get, trying to gain 
political capital capital other people to co-sign on what they're doing, co-sign on their mess. This is what happens in a marriage. Same thing. Happens on the job. Co-workers get disgruntled, then here they go. I'm, I'm getting ready to start a petition, you know. She she ain't right. They are racist or this and that. No, they're not a racist. You come to late you come to work late every thirty minutes late every day. They're not being a racist because they didn't give you a promotion. But here they go with in the political stage. Will you sign this petition? So people do the same thing in the marriage. They they get mad at their spouse. What the first thing that woman do? Here she go calling her mama. Telling that mama one side of the story. She not telling the whole side. She telling one side of the story. Here he go, calling his daddy, calling his brothers, calling whoever listened to him, talking to the dudes at the barbershop. He telling one side of the story. And even in church, it's so funny, man. Me and Gabe, uh, Dr. Ross Gabe, we was talking about this stuff. It's so funny. Like, you can't never, some people, you can't never get the full story from, you know. And you be like trying to understand, because people, not, they don't ever want to make themselves look bad. And so then you're like, well, well, why you couldn't uh, drive to the to the thing? Well, you know, man, I'm in a case right now. You know, I'm going to court. And they try to take my driver's license and that. He be like, okay, but but why did and then you ask them something else? Ask them something else, and they don't never really answer the question. And then you get on uh, the county website and find out, oh, okay, you had two DWIs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they took your driver's license. So you can't get your driver's license back to, for three years. Okay, now I understand what's going on. Because there ain't nobody going to ever tell you the whole story. And that's what these people do. And so they go to their they family members, and they start telling true, half-truths and lies on their spouse. See? Half-truths and lies on their spouse to get their family support for whatever it is they're getting ready to do. So then, you know, they're getting ready to leave or do something like that. But they need support for that. Mm. (laughs) I know we're in the house. Man, listen to me. Listen to me. Your marriage, you know, is sacred, you know. Keep unskillful people, people who are not who have not been successful in marriage, people who don't have a clue, single people, divorced people, keep them out of your marriage business. I'm just telling you. What do they need to know for it? They can't help you. All they're going to do is probably give you some erroneous advice. Now, you want to talk to a marriage counselor, you want to talk to a pastor, you want to talk to, you know, somebody like me or somebody like my wife or whatever, that's fine. But, you know, if it's getting to that place. But, man, don't just anybody that will listen 
here you go telling them some mess about your husband, some mess about your wife, because here's what's going to happen. Y'all going to get back together. Now these people got capital. They got, they've got critical capital on your wife and on your husband. They got another reason not to like them, and now you mad, you're going to fall in badly, madly in love with them again, and here you go bringing them around the family reunion and family gatherings, and now everybody else can't stand them because they haven't walked through the process that you did to forgive them. They have not forgiven. They still got the offense on their mind like it just happened. It happened two years ago. But that was the last thing they heard you say about your spouse. That's disloyal. Six days of disloyalty. Um, This is when disloyal people are deceiving, believing that they are smarter or better than the other spouse. Mm. I'm better. I'm better than her. I'm better than this. I can do better than this. <laughs> we talked about this, you know, these wives, uh, these women or these men, you know, they get the tummy tuck and stuff or the gastric bypass. They lose, you know, 100 to 200 pounds, something like that. Then now all of a sudden, you know, the spouse that's been with them, the spouse that's been helping them, oh, they're not good enough because now I'm better. I'm better than this person now. So many times those people that lose weight like that, many end up divorcing their spouse for many years. Now, you were so fat you couldn't tie your shoes. That man tied your shoes. Scrubbed all that old mess off your back because when you obese like that, you got you get all kind of bumps and and stuff on your back and all that stuff. And 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 and, and man, they done been with you, done label with you, and all of a sudden you too good for them. You too good for them. I'm smarter than them. I'm all it, man. You didn't know that before you married them? <laughs> so 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 we dealing with all this. Y'all, that's disloyalty. That's disloyalty. You're not better than your spouse. This is what happened in heaven. Lucifer, he thought he got smarter than God. He was better than God. He was going to exalt himself. Higher than God. You can't go higher than your spouse if the two of you are one. What do they say when they get divorced? A lot of people, oh, we just grew apart. No, you didn't. Somebody thought they was better than the other person. You know? You look at these men, you know, their wife, you know, she put her school on hold so you could finish school, so you could start that business, so you could go get your career and all this stuff. And then here you go, start moving up the ladder, you know, 
making money, hobnobbing with those, you know, other women at the job that are worldly. They, you know, they're in the workplace with you. Of course, they know, uh, excuse me, they know whatever your your expertise is because they work in that field. Your wife doesn't know it. She's not, work, she not working with that every day. She may be at home dealing with diapers or dealing with the little kids and stuff. So now all of a sudden you're comparing your wife to the women at the job, Well, and then you leave your wife for one of them stinks at the job because we just grew apart, you know. She wasn't going where I was going, all that old mess. No, she's the one who sacrificed for you to get to where you are. Now you're better than her. Now you above her? No. But this is that disloyal spirit that creeps in. It's in the air, God. It's in the air. And then if that stage is not stopped, the seventh stage is when um, there is actually an attack on the other spouse. Now I'm openly attacking them whether, I mean, this is not just an argument. This is this is an all-out attack. It may end up being physical. I mean, you're talking about to hurt them, hurt them on their job, hurt them in their business, hurt them at the church. You go to church, start spreading stuff on your spouse to other people. That's an attack, physically attacking them, verbally attacking them, mentally attacking them, every which way. You openly attack them, openly come against them. You have officially become their enemy. We're not on the same side. We're not on the same team. You ready, you ready for this? Let's go. Let's fight. Uh, and the reason you can do this, and, and then at this point you end up saying stuff that you didn't, didn't didn't originate from you. You end up saying stuff that was fueled from your uh, disloyal campaign base, the people that you got on your side. So now you talking to your mom or your sister, and she said, "Girl, if I was you, I'd do this. I'd do that. I'd say this. I'd say that." The next thing you know, you and that confront your husband saying the very stuff. It didn't come from you. You saying stuff that came from your mama. You saying stuff that came from your sister. You saying stuff that came from some woman from the from the uh, beauty salon or something. Open attack against your spouse. Now, in the last stage. It's the stage of judgment. Judgment comes upon that spouse that was disloyal. Now, y'all, I've seen this over and over in so many settings. We've seen it in the church when they person get to the age stage and they start openly attacking whatever leadership was at their church. You know, you say, man, by the time you, you do this, you might as well just leave. Why they don't leave? No, because that spirit don't want them to leave. That this Lord of Spirits wants to destroy. Same thing in the home. And there was an old movie called Water Rovers. It was Michael Douglas 
Kathleen Turner, and they had this big old house they built, and they was getting ready to divorce, but they didn't want to leave the house. So they ended up fighting each other to the death. <laughs> Nobody got the house. Because one said, I ain't leaving my house. He said, I ain't leaving his mom. So they just made each other's life miserable in the house. Open the chat. Water roses. But at this stage, if that other spouse is maintaining integrity, let me tell you something. You think you're going to be able to do a woman of God wrong? You think you're going to be able to do a man of God wrong and walk away? Do your, your wife wrong and walk away and no consequence? Do do your husband wrong, walk away and no consequence? No, 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 ma'am, no, sir. There will be judgment that falls, and that's the eighth stage. Judgment will fall in some degree. And, y'all, I can tell you horror stories about this. Over and over and over. People lost everything. Some people got sick and died. Some people lost their business, they lost their money, they lost their mind. You are not going to be able to walk through these stages of disloyalty toward a godly spouse, and there are not going to be consequences. And for some of us, we can rarely see that we've operated in, in all of these stages except the last one. And I'm going to tell you, be very careful. You are not just married to a woman or a man, especially if they are Christian. You are married to a man or woman of God, a child of God. And if they if they handle themselves correctly, God is going to fight their battles for them. And, buddy, when God starts fighting you, nobody can save you. You cannot get saved. So the best thing to do is keep your vows. Stay true to what you said at the beginning. Stop looking for every little chance to be disloyal. And one of the most sober moments with couples, I sit them down and they keep going back for them. And we keep having this. I said, look, do y'all want? Do you want to be married to him? Yes or no? And we've had some instances where the where the woman go, well, I don't know. Well, let me think about it. Okay. That was some revealing information to him. Because <laughs> that's the problem when we continue to have problems. If we want to be married, then this is what we need to do. We need to go to counseling. We need to do the people telling us to do, and we need to, we need to do it consistently. If you don't want to be married, man, you know, then leave that person. That, that, that person not bound. They can't hold you. Nothing. And I've literally told people, and I, you know, I try not to say this, but sometimes you get so convoluted with people and they this and that and this and that's wrong, this and that. And I say, look, if you, if you know you finna mess over this woman's life, man, go ahead and save us some time and pain. You know you're not going to do right. You know you're not going to be faithful. You know that you're going to keep slipping and sliding and all that stuff. Man, just just give her a break. Why are you even, why are you even in this? 
same thing to a woman. You know you finna mess this man of God life up. Why you even marry him in the first place? But if you want to be married, it, you, we can get through this. You can be, but, you, but you're going to have to listen. And you got to do what we ask you to do. Now, which one do you want to do? You want to continue to complain, talk about it's all his fault, it's all her fault, or you, are you willing to make some changes so you can save your marriage, save your children if you already have some? And that's a sobering moment. But you got to make up your mind what you're doing. How about I'm not going to be disloyal to the person I pledge all my loyalty to? That makes sense. It's not going to work. So either I'm going to be loyal, either I'm on board, or I'm not. The choice is yours. Yeah, so I, I didn't get no, uh, we can't hear you, Pastor Turner. I think y'all heard everything I said loud and clear. And it's very important, guys. I'm telling you, this is a critical message for your marriage. Because I'm telling you, this spirit right here, it is in the land. And it's everything, all them reality shows, that's all it is. Now, how you done did oral sex with somebody else, one of the uh, the Braxton sisters, and you're supposed to be married to this man? This disloyalty, what? How can you even fix your mouth to say it? Disloyalty, man. And at the drop of a hat, here we go, looking for somebody else, doing something with somebody else, talking about our husband, talking, talking about our husband like a dog. I've heard women talk about their husband like he was a dirty dog, man. That's your husband. No loyalty, no honor. Questions, comments, anything. We get ready to close this out. <laughs> Questions or comments? <laughs> Nothing. Hey, hey, Pastor. I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed today. You know. It's like, like I think it's a lot of a lot of mistakes that uh at what we make as couples and married couples this one is that we don't know when a spirit comes and you know God says that you know His people will perish because of the lack of knowledge. So I man, I just thank yeah. you for opening up you know my eyes for my you know in my marriage with you know what spirit is actually going going around right now. I thank you for that you know pouring out your pouring out that spirit to us. Thank you. Praise God. Man, I'm telling y'all, now whenever I tell y'all this is an important message, this is something This is something you got to go back and revisit and revisit over and over. But now that, you, now that I've exposed you to eight stages of disloyalty, you're going to be able to pick them out quickly. Oh, that's the independent spirit. Okay, I, I can't do that. Oh, you know, I'm getting too critical. I'm at the third stage. Now, here I am talking to my daddy about my wife negatively, you know? 
That's the political spirit. What, what am I doing? I'm, I'm loyal to her. That's not, that's, that's not honor. You'll be able to pick it out just like that. Just like that. Excuse me, Pastor. Mm-hmm. What do you do as a um, spouse if you notice your spouse has some of those characteristics? How do you respond to that, or how do you, well, what do you well, as a spouse That's a very, do? very good question. One of the things you can do is just bring it to their attention because, see, knowledge is power. So now, because a lot of times we're acting in a way that we have not really analyzed why we're doing what we're doing or the impact of what we're doing as a spouse. Sometimes you're doing stuff, and then you don't really see it right. You don't see it the way it is. You see it the way you think it is. So confrontation is the seed for change. You know, lovingly, you confront their spouse and say, hey, you know, uh, Pastor did a whole series on the stages of disloyalty, and I, I'm seeing you walk through these stages right here. You know, I mean, what's going on? Do we need do we need counseling? What I mean, what's really happening? Something's happening to us. And see, you know, the main reason why you know I'm teaching this so you can see those stages in yourself, but then also so that you can see them when they happen in the others that you love, and you can stop them before it's too late, you know, and say, hey, you know, what do we need? Can we pray? You know, and then you have to reestablish your your, your commitment, your bond. I know, you know, I, I guess the biggest issue between me and my wife is a lot of times just with time, Time just keeps going, man, and, and we don't make those connections, you know. And then you can feel those walls start start to uh, erect. And so that's why you have to have, choose out those date nights and those special times. You know, we talked about having an hour undistracted time with your spouse, which, you know, that doesn't always happen in my house, but that's our goal, you know. Date night every week doesn't always happen, but that's our goal. But it's gonna happen three times a month, at least something like that. But um, but so and you know those are things that you got to keep in the groove to keep yourself close. But if you if you notice those things happening, you confront it. You know you confront it. You lovingly confront it. You prayerfully confront it when it's a good time. But you confront it. Words spoken in in, in due season, you know. But you confront it. And and you, you 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 deal with it. You talk about it. And if that spouse is not open to talk about it at the time, at least you let them know that you know what it is. You, now you know how to pray and 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 uh, and take authority over that spirit. You know. And and they'll come around. They'll want to they'll want to deal with it after a while. Because God's going to deal with them about it. You know. I mean, it's almost like you know, you got a little spot on your mouth or something. And you know, you can't see it, but you need your spot to say, "Hey, babe," you know. You can write that little spot on the side of your mouth, or you know, your breath ain't too good. You know, hey, babe, you probably need a little gum. You can't smell your breath when it's bad most of the time. You know, so it's a confrontation. You know, lovely confront. Good questions. Anybody else? 
anybody else. Praise God. We're going to close it out. Uh, Lady Regina is in a uh, counseling session this morning. Uh, she was on at the beginning, but she had to get off. So uh, I'm going to close it out in prayer. I thank you all for being on. It's dwindling down again. Now it's 10 o'clock, so I'm going to talk to my people who told me, oh, yeah, we'll have 30 people. But it's okay. Um, we'll stick with this for a minute to see if it works. Uh, continue to pray for the marriage call. Also, uh, you want to um, – we still got the I Love My Wife, I Love My Husband T-shirts. We got them in black and white. Uh, we we uh, we're getting the ones and we got the the white shirts with the black writing. We're getting the ones with the black shirts and the white writing. This should be in next week. But uh, make sure you you're wearing those. You're buying them. You're wearing them. You're getting it out. You know that word out, that message out. Um, and then you're telling people about the marriage call. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you. Father God, we thank you right now for this time that we spend in your word. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you, Father, for the signs, wonders, and miracles of our marriage, God, for holding it together, for holding us tight together, for for helping us, God, through these moments of disloyalty. We all have moments of disloyalty. We all have moments when we when we slip and slide sometimes. But, Lord, in the name of Jesus, help it never to to get, go as far as infidelity and affair. Let, let it never go as far as divorce, God, in the name of Jesus. Let it never go as far as we're openly attacking our spouse, Lord, in front of others, God. Oh, God, they're our life partners. They are, they are, they are, they are, they are heroes. We're champions together. We, we're, <laughs> you know, like a team, God, that win championships. We're reigning champions together. Oh, God, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You like LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. God, we together in this thing, God. We win together. We reign together. In the name of Jesus. We love you right now. Give all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. I bless you guys. This call will be up, uh, not long from now.